Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating during the holidays. We hope you're having a good one, and we hope you're spending it with friends and or family. I'm spending it with my family here on the show. My co-hosts, Richard and Brian. How we doing, boys? Happy holidays. It's super warm outside, though, in Texas. It does not feel much like Christmas. It's not beginning to look a lot like Christmas here. Had lunch on a patio today. <laughs> yes, I hey, just hey. returned home from the rooftop cinema club, nice. which is completely outdoor and mm-hmm. uh, and all that, and like didn't even have a jacket. So that's yeah. uh, that's what you want, you know. I in had the, the first of of many um, office holiday parties today, and it was of course ugly Christmas sweater, and. Uh, just dying just literally i mean just it was, it was like 90 <laughs> degrees today. yeah it was so miserable and i even got like uh mine was more of like a hoodie because i was like if i'm gonna spend 30 bucks on something i'm at least gonna get something that breathes a little bit it wasn't a terrible sweater and even still it was just dying just just too hot it's too hot for this kind of stuff what um what theme was your christmas sweater what you know I what? It was um, it was Gremlins actually. Oh, um, I just went on Amazon. I was like, I'm just looking. I don't. Uh, will probably come as no surprise to you guys. I don't enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, um, not a dress all. up guy. Yeah, not a dress up guy. So see I'm those always hands? Go, they don't dress up. That's right. That's right. I'm always gonna go t-shirt if that's possible. Um, this one uh, needs Brian's something big book sweater. face energy. Yeah, big oh, gym big book face yeah. energy from Brian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did I send you guys a picture of my um? My office door. I don't think I did. We we were highly encouraged to participate in an office and or or cubicle decorating contest. Which also yeah. not my 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 cup of tea really. But uh, so I I did the I did the Dwight. I did the just straight up. It is Christmas on my door. So it's just like that's fine. That's that took me three minutes, and that's all the effort that I really, yeah. really want to put into this. And people will laugh. It's not that funny, but people will laugh. You know. So that's good. That's all I really needed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, this is going to be a, a Christmas themed episode. Lots of Christmas movies to talk about. And uh, we've talked Christmas movies in the past on the show in various forms, but we wanted to give you a little 2022 Christmas special of Mad About Movies. So we'll do a few things today. Gremlins will come up in this episode at some point. And we're going to talk about uh, just our current favorite five Christmas movies. For me, it kind of shifts around every year. I don't know about mm. you guys, but my favorite of all time list kind of stays pretty solid. It might change every five to ten years, but I feel like my Christmas movies list changes almost every year, kind of depending on mood. So this might be my my 2022 edition. I might have to update this on a future Christmas special here on the show. But um, yeah, my my... my Movie uh, opinions kind of shift around when it comes to, I don't know, festive movies, horror movies, kind of things like that that fit outside of the normal, I don't know, zeitgeist of movies, if that makes sense. And it's kind of these subsets mm. of of genres that we have. And so, um, yeah, Christmas can go a lot of different ways with it, and they certainly have. And so this will be a really, really fun episode but I wanted to ask you guys just thoughts on Christmas, Christmas spirit in general. Brian, you mentioned the door decorating contest. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny you mentioned that because in our apartment last year, mm-hmm. they sent out like a, hey, decorate your door. And the, the winner gets like a free month of rent or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. No one decorated their door. Oh, <laughs> the entire man. complex. I don't think I'd be worried. And they were just like sending out that's, emails constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, just a reminder, this contest yeah. is still a thing. 
If anybody wants to do this, <laughs> I don't think it, anyone did. Literally, so, just one person does this, there's a really yes. good chance you're going to get free rent. Like, hey, we're trying to make this fun for you guys and doing something festive, but yeah, it doesn't uh, seem like Christmas is nearly as as big as it, it, it's been. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe just decorations have cut down. Maybe just people have realized, hey. It's pointless to put these decorations up for three weeks and then immediately take them down. So we maybe we've just cut back <laughs> on the amount of Christmas decor in general. But how are you feeling about Christmas these days, Richard? Well, I mean, I have a, a newborn, so it's exciting to do his first Christmas. Mm. What did he um, ask for? <laughs> um, just uh, Applebee's gift cards, mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a big Coles cash guy too. Coles cash guy, yeah, yeah. Because those exchange easily for OnlyFans. Um, but the <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we're a lot not of being... single moms that need Coles cash, so it works out. <laughs> it's like oh. a, it's a better it's a better exchange rate than cash. Um, it's uh, we don't do we don't outside decorate much, but we have a big. You guys have been to my house? We have that big like framed window in the front of our house mm-hmm. um that's like giant and so we just put our tree right in that and that kind of serves as both inside and outside decoration yeah it's kind of a two birds thing i like that it's, it's very good what about you brian how are you guys celebrating this year and do you look forward to christmas celebration or is it kind of a beating yeah, look, I um I I I get grouchy about a lot of things, but I really do love Christmas and and the celebrations and yeah. I lo- I actually really do love Christmas decorations. It's just it's not a thing that I don't like forced right merriment, I think is usually my is where I kind of draw the line. But yeah, we do the the usually the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we do big decorating day and put up trees and hang the ornaments and stuff. And obviously that's a ton of fun with the kid as well. He's still there's at least there's probably another couple years where he's enjoyable in that setting, you know, before he becomes um, awful like most twelve to fifteen year olds are. Um, so yeah, we do we do a lot of that stuff, and and I and I love it. I we watch a lot of Christmas movies and Christmas specials and Christmas TV shows and things like that. Um, and I I do I really dig this this time of year. Um, I tend to like it more in like the two weeks right around Christmas. Cause this is also like a super busy time work wise for both Lindsay and I and stuff. So it always feels and her birthday is yesterday. So it always feels like there's so many things we have to rush through in the first two, two and a half weeks of December. And then yeah. hopefully it's chill for the, the rest of the month after that. Yeah. Same. We always enjoyed Christmas growing up and, and watching Christmas movies, going to look at Christmas lights was a big thing. In our household, I don't know if you mm. you fellas are at, were ever a hey, let's all get in the car and go drive, drive around and look at Christmas lights, but that that was certainly a thing. In decorating the tree, we actually don't have a Christmas tree this year because we had one and it, it's a fake tree, and our cat is obsessed with it mm-hmm. and like eats yeah. the the little pine needles off of it, like the plastic things. She's just like getting sick constantly because of it, so. Yeah, we had to put that on hold to spare yeah. the cat from from killing herself with toxic, toxic fake pine needles, and uh, haven't gotten around to going and chopping down our own tree, strapping it to the car, and doing that whole thing. So until we find out a solution, we're like, well, can we put it on top of it? No, she can jump up there. Can we put it here? No, she can get there too. So it's kind of hard with a cat. With a dog, you can kind of maybe put it on something or put it out of their way, but a cat can kind of get get everywhere. So it's it's kind of ruined our us having the tree in the house for this year until we, until we figure that out. But, um, but yeah, always enjoy, always had a real tree growing up. Um, it was, a always a, a trek to go, to go do that. Clark Griswold style yeah. and do that. And, and Christmas movies, fellas, I, I return to them every year. It's always something I look forward to. I've got a little playlist on on my computer of of Christmas movies that I that I add to it. Christmas TV episodes. I think I've shared that with you guys. The playlist for all the Christmas episodes. So yeah, it's always it's always fun to go back and watch those and, and enjoy this time. I want to ask you something maybe controversial though? Is it okay to watch Christmas movies 
and or shows not around Christmas time. Is that creepy or weird? <laughs> I mean, I don't. If you're watching okay. the Santa Claus in April. Yeah. Is that is that okay? I think if you're not a kid, <laughs> I think you know. Just uh, I think just do <laughs> He's you. Like, How do I you know? Just just roll with it. It's fun. Like, you do whatever, you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever brings you joy. I don't know. Like I used like COVID year. We put up our Christmas decorations probably a full month earlier than normal because it was like, why not? There's nothing else going on and things are terrible. So let's just, you know, let's, this brings a little joy. Let's have a little bit more joy. So if, uh, if watching, uh, if watching Christmas vacation in, in June is, is, brings a little joy, then sure. Why not? Why not? Go, go for it. I, I, the Christmas music though is where I would, my mom was somebody who would listen to Christmas music. 12 months out of the year and that oh, kind of drove man. me crazy like I can't handle yeah. I really there's like the 30 Christmas songs that I think are dope I don't need any others and yeah. I don't want them to exist prior to uh, no, at least like mid-November I, I can't I can't I can't do that but again if that's what brings you joy then that's that's fine whatever but yeah, I don't that's weird. It. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm kind of torn about that I feel like if you're a kid and it's like I love the Grinch. I love Charlie Brown. Let me watch. Let me watch that, mommy. I'm. I think I'm fine with that. I don't think there's anything weird. But yeah, if you're a full-on adult and alone, and you're you're turning on <laughs> rocking around yeah. the Christmas tree, and it's July. Yeah, it's, it's just just to get a little a little serotonin rush. Maybe we need to find an <laughs> alternate alternate methods. If that's the only thing that brings you joy in life is memories of of Christmas. Yeah, it, it's it's a funny thing because there are so many great Christmas movies. I, f- I feel like, but not a lot of great new ones. Does that make sense? Doesn't feel like there's yeah. Christmas movies that enter the zeitgeist. Well, the War on Christmas, dude. I mean, yeah. we're, we're yeah, dude. obviously you know yeah. been in front of this. You know, that's, that's who we should blame. That's I why. guess. Yeah. Well, you, gotta, you, you were there, front lines, warring at Christmas. <laughs> Everyone talks about the Iraq War, but they don't. They don't that would be a good movie. War on Christmas was just literal war on Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure that's been done. Kevin Sorbo. No. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. That <laughs> was a name pull for you. Oh, I like that. Ryan. That's exactly who would be in it, too. Would totally be him, yeah. I don't know. We we went and saw Elf tonight with the family mm-hmm. uh, for the rooftop cinema experience, and that came out in what two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one feels new. Like like it feels like oh, this is a new Christmas. <laughs> Doesn't that feel like one of the newer classic ones compared to maybe the ones that we we always watch in our household? That one feels like the most I, new, and that's like yeah, twenty years old I, at this point. I think that there's some nostalgia play on this stuff because of It's a Wonderful Life and um, maybe a Christmas a Christmas story playing on TBS for twenty four straight hours and and stuff like that. I think that there's a like with Christmas movies in particular, maybe even more than other genres, it it, it reverts to sort of classicism, classicism. I, I made a new word there. Um, and and nostalgia. And it's like, well, we've always watched It's a Wonderful Life. So some of these other movies have a harder time, you know, cracking the list and and getting in when 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 you're uh whatever, your your grandma's in charge of what you watch on Christmas Eve and it's like, well it's gonna be a wonderful life, obviously. Um I think it's harder to for those movies to to crack through. I don't know. I think there's been I would say recently there's been a few um there's been a few additions to the, the 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 Christmas genre that are that are pretty pretty dang good and and maybe are modern classics or will will be classics someday. Maybe Coop and and his his family one day will be like, well, we haven't seen, we've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, but we've watched um, whatever Elf a thousand times or right. or uh, some of the other movies that maybe will come up in this this conversation. Yeah, it seems maybe one every 10 years or so kind of sticks around and and people kind of constantly talk about it. Elf was certainly the one for around that time. Bad Santa, same year, by the way, as Elf. <laughs> so 2003, big year for zeitgeisty uh, Christmas movies, apparently. We're feeling very, very festive then. Uh, one of the ones that comes to mind recently is Klaus from Netflix. Did you guys see that one? 
I watched that uh, this evening with. Oh, Kurt. okay. Yeah, yeah. That timing. Very, very high. I'm on my. I, I genuinely. I think that might that's be my great. number one Christmas movie in a, in a, a couple more viewings, like a, wow. a couple yes. more years. I, I love that movie. It's so, so pretty and touching and well put together and kind of funny. Love that movie. It's great. such a different way to go about it too. It's not mm-hmm. like your standard. It's definitely Christmas the best tale. one with Will Sasso. <laughs> best Christmas movie with Will Sasso. So right? far, so far. Well, well, we'll maybe get to that, Richard. Well, is is Drop Dead Gorgeous a Christmas movie? <laughs> Oh, good question. Good question. Yeah. They are in Minnesota. The Three Stooges movie. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> great transition. I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys about uh what makes a Christmas movie. And here we have according to the Reddit, the 10 most debatable Christmas movies. Oh, okay. So I want uh you guys to vote. Maybe I'll break the tie if if needed on if these are Christmas movies. Number 1. From 1984, Brian, you mentioned it, Gremlins. Is it a Christmas movie? I think that there's a lot of movies that I would categorize as Christmas adjacent. And that would be one of them. But then also I probably, I I would not put up a fight if we were like, hey, you guys want to watch Gremlins at Christmas or around Christmas? That would be... I think that would be um, totally acceptable. So I don't know. Like maybe 10 years ago, I had like hard opinions on, no, that's not a Christmas movie. And then it felt like everyone had those opinions. And I was like, eh, maybe I don't care anymore. Um, I'll say, I'll say not a Christmas movie, very Christmas adjacent. How about you, Richard? Yeah, I would say I go, I'm very, I'm basically the basketball hall of fame on this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. yeah. because in the, just for context, everyone gets into the basketball hall of fame because it's college and pro, not the NBA hall. It's not yeah. the NBA the international hall of fame. and everything. Yeah. Else. Everything. Yeah. If you were a good high school player, mm-hmm. you could, you got a shot. Yeah. I send in your tape every year. Richard, cool. So Thank you. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, but so yeah, one day I'm kind of like the, uh, I'm like the, uh, Drew Pearson of it. Um, <laughs> and I weep every year. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Put on uh, the old fourth Christian jersey and yeah, just have a nice cry. And I invite Channel 8 to my house and then I just weep <laughs> and I don't get it. And they go, Mitch Richmond. And I go, are you serious? Um, so I, uh, so anyway, I don't like a lot of Christmas movies that we'll talk about later. So like to have a list of 10, I have to be pretty liberal with what's a Christmas sure. movie. So every, yeah. yeah. If there is a scene where it is Christmas, it is a Christmas movie to me pretty much. <laughs> okay. Wow. That opens up. Opens up the door. So yeah. Gremlins came out in June of 1984. Mm. I, I I consider it more summer blockbustery in my mind, like in my mind's eye. I don't I don't associate it with Christmas. I think we did a throwback on it for the for the VIP, in which we I think yeah. said like, "Wow, this is a lot more Christmas than I remember yeah. it having." Yeah. Maybe it just has that weird ability to kind of shape shift itself into during Christmas time, it's a Christmas movie. And every other time, if you want to watch it in June to remember those times, great, go for it. And still gonna, still gonna kind of hold up then. Yeah. That one's tough. Gremlins could go either way. I think I probably lean not Christmas movie, but I'm with you, Brian. If you made the argument, I would not hate you. Uh, what about Batman Returns? You go first. I hadn't thought about that one. I think that one's more of a winter movie. Okay. That more. I know there that, that violates my there is a scene where it's Christmas, but I guess there's something right that uh mm-hmm. I, I, I apparently have more of a line than I thought. <laughs> I won't vote in Roger Clemens. <laughs> um there's a color scheme too. There needs to be some warmth to the like the tone of the movie. Yeah. And that's a very cold black and white and like um white like gold silver movie color palette. Mm-hmm. I I think I might be discovering that the the line for me is less about is it a like true Christmas movie or does it come out around Christmas cuz I don't think uh, movies that come out in June are Christmas movies that's, that's a great I, that one. might I love be my that. yeah that might that be, might the, be the new I, qualifier I stand on yeah yeah I mean Batman I I I have a big spreadsheet obviously cuz uh <laughs> and <course>. uh <laughs> 
The it, and and I have I have all Couldn't I have bothered to these... decorate his desk at work, but you know uh-huh, he used yeah. work hours for six hours to put Can that I, bad boy together. Just genuinely, seriously, a little inside baseball here. I so I have to put everybody. Most people know I I do youth sports. That's my that's my job. I have to put my basketball Court league order, together. But yeah, right. To put my basketball league together before Christmas break, but the season doesn't start until like January. But I've got to get all this done. And it is a very time-consuming process. It's lots and lots of spreadsheets and writing things down and moving stuff. Tons and tons of logistics. And I really like it because it, it it's the right... It, it works for my brain, all this kind of stuff. But also, I have to wait forever and ever and ever for all of this information to come in and all of these coaches to tell me what days they can practice. And there, there's, a, there's so many moving parts but once my brain starts moving in that direction, I'm literally just sitting like last week I had nothing to do except wait. But my brain is already like clicking on that kind of logistical level. So yeah, I did a big Christmas spreadsheet because I was like, I gotta do I gotta do something with this incredible nerd energy. So anyway, both of these movies I had like on the sheet and just as just listed as Christmas adjacent. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna say no on this one. Richard, any thoughts? Other than the yeah, color go. palette. I'm, go. I'm kinda opposite of you though. I feel like if it's it needs to be cold. Yeah. I I like the cold, but I I do agree with you, Richard. It's like just having snow does not equate to yeah, Christmas. It's a mid January movie. Okay. All right. It feels yeah. too too Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple others here. Uh let's see. Nightmare before Christmas. Yes, it is. I don't like it, but yes, it is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I have no thoughts on that piece of crap. I think it's a kind of a transition movie. Like you watch it the day after Halloween, when Halloween's still kind of around, but you're transitioning into. Yeah, and you put on your black and white weird leggings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You said that weird. Or you can have Halloween on Christmas if you want. You could do that. Yeah, play some My Chemical Romance and just have a good old time. Yeah. Cooper really digs that movie, and it's pretend one to of like Oingo Boingo. That's a theory of mine. No one actually likes Oingo Boingo. Have you heard about uh, how uh, Henry Selleck is like super mad? Yeah, lately <laughs> that he's not getting credit for that movie, and everyone still thinks it's a Tim Burton movie. I mean, I would say just be glad no one's blaming you for it yeah. personally. But it's like the people that fight over who created the wave. Probably the one thing he's done in his career that stuff. has any staying power, though. And Tim Burton's like, oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, that no, I, yeah, that's true. I get. It. But yeah, meanwhile, Tim Burton's trying to deflect it. He's like, "That wasn't me. That was not me. <laughs> I made Dark Shadows, <laughs> sir. Yeah. I have I have standards." <laughs> Speaking of Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands had never thought of this at all as a Christmas movie until like last week when I was looking through stuff. I I say no. I don't think so. Put it on the sheet. Christmas adjacent. Fine. That's fine. But I no. I say no. Okay. So no for me. Yeah, I think that's that's probably pretty fair. Does have Christmas scenes in it? A lot of a lot of snow, you know, white face paint. Kind of reminds me of Christmas <laughs> a little bit. He looks very cold, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys about this one though, because I know it could fall either way. Harry Potter series. Uh. I normally, f- if I'm watching them, and we actually are watching them this year, I watch them like every two or three years. It normally ends around Christmas, but to me, it's more of a Thanksgiving fall kind of feel. Mm. So um, they're definitely winter movies, but I wouldn't say Christmas. I would say more, you started around Thanksgiving and maybe you wrap it around Christmas, but it's not really holiday-ish. I think the first two could count as Christmas movies. Yeah. There's like Chris, legitimate the Chris Christmas Columbus scenes. effect. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they're, they're obviously the most like childlike of, of the series. I think that there's a, there's a childlike quality to Christmas as well. So, um, I would say, I would say sure on the first two after that. No, not so much. Cause I, I agree with you, Richard. Like I, I watch those movies every year, every other year around this time, but I'm, yeah, it's, it's, I think some of that has to do with like the first few came out around this time of year um, when they were originally released. I think that's part of it. I know that's the way it is for like Lord of the Rings for me. Lord of the Rings, obviously not 
Christmassy at all, but I always watch it during this time of year. And I, I think a big part of it is just, they all came out at Christmas for three consecutive years or whatever. So that's just, it's kind of ingrained and they, they do have like kind of a winter feel to a lot of the, those movies, but so yeah, Harry Potter. Yes. For the first two, but not after that. Okay. Cor- Corian, Coron kills the Christmas vibe. Yeah. That's yeah, probably that's fair. Cause when I say I rewatch these, I always start with Azkaban. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't really watch the first two very much, so that's probably fair. Yeah. I do you land on that, Kent? I yeah, it's tough. I'm kinda kinda where I am on Lord of the Rings. Like I feel like Lord of the Rings is very Christmassy. But it's not mm. really Christmassy. But I always want to watch it around this time of year. Yeah. Same. I maybe watched it's the Fellowship woods that, that well, maybe it's the pine it. trees. I don't, I don't know what yeah, it is. I think they feel wintry. I don't know that they, I, I don't think that they're Christmassy, but mm-hmm. I, I think that they're wintry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, that's, that's good. Uh, last one we will discuss here. Uh, die hard. Yes or no. <laughs> We've done a full episode on this. If you want to maybe go back, I think it might be on the VIP feed, the full review, but, um, I think it might be because the fact that it opens at a Christmas party and it's so yeah, overtly Christmassy. It's not like uh, there's one scene that's kind of Christmassy. It's kind of centered around Christmas. That would be my reasoning as well. I, I still think of it as action movie. I think it might be the best action movie of all time. Um, but... But it isn't just like there's a scene where there's Christmas happening or there's, uh, you know, decorations around the office or something like that. Like it is it is very Christmas is very central to that whole movie. So um, I yeah, I think that it's I think that is a fair Christmas movie um, more so than than most of the rest of these that you've uh, that we brought up. Yeah, I think so, too. The fact that they attack the tower or you know, because it's a Christmas party and you know, all that him have trying to get back to his family for Christmas and all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. It's, I, I think there's a better argument for that one than, than a lot on this list. Speaking, speaking of lists before we get to our top fives here, which we'll rattle off here in just a second, top grossing Christmas films of all time, fellas. This is quite a list. I was actually, pretty shocked at how this list has shaped up. And I think this is adjusted for inflation maybe and uh, worldwide gross too. So keep that in mind as I'll rattle off some here. Uh, coming in at number, let's see, where should start? Uh, let's go here. At 17, Jingle All the Way. At, at with uh, made 129 million dollars slightly ahead of that bad mom's christmas from 2017 130 arthur christmas is this arthur (laughs) like the pbs arthur there's a different arthur let's see Uh, it looks like a different arthur yeah it's a different dudley moore yeah (laughs) no it's (laughs) It's james mcavoy Uh, bill nighy Yeah, Laurie. Okay, it's just a British property, more of a British property. Um, Four Christmases after that, 2008. Uh, Santa Claus 2 in 2002 did -hmm. pretty well at the box office. $170 million uh, that thing made. I think it made more than the Santa Claus, didn't it? I don't... Yeah. No, Santa Claus is coming up right here. Uh, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Remember how hyped that was? Actually, did pretty well. One hundred seventy million dollars. <laughs> wow! It may probably cost you. I don't know million. a single person who's ever seen that movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone that's maybe seen this one. Daddy's Home Two. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not a Christmas movie. Come on. Well, Mel Gibson's in it, dude. He made Passion of the Christ. <laughs> he does so. love Christmas. <laughs> that's a, that's what qualifies it there. Yeah. Uh, number ten, The Santa Claus. Uh, okay. One hundred ninety million. Classic. 1994 and um weird they waited eight years for a sequel mm-hmm. yeah home well home improvement still rolling so maybe but, I mean, and some, toy story i don't so, think uh, he yeah. liked being in the fat suit i really think that was well he's yeah. i was funny we were talking about this today 
you know, that that's a guy because there's a new like Santa Claus show on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, my wife and I were talking about this at lunch. It's like, you know, Tim Allen's made a lot of money between Toy Story and Home Improvement and Last Man Standing and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, everything. Drug deals. And yeah. comedy. <laughs> and Santa Claus. And it's like, why, why did he do this? <laughs> why did he go put on a fat suit and like commute in for this Disney Plus show, you know? Because they showed him, the, showed him the money. Probably but made. he's got like $150 million. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's a better yeah, person good. than me because I'd be yeah, like, that yeah, is no, a good point. It, was, it didn't seem in. like something he would do. Maybe he wants to get back on Disney's good graces because Maybe. of yeah. buzz. Relevancy, and, something about that. I'd be yeah. like, definitely I just don't have that guy. gene. I'd be like, unless yeah. you're giving me another $150 million, you can yeah, for real. just yeah. find Richard yeah. Karn. And he, he can be <laughs> he's like, do I really want to be Santa Claus forever too? Like that's- Because that's just a lot of prosthetics and it just seems like, you know what I mean? If you have $20 million, sure. But like totally. he's got a ton of cash. Richard and I talk about this a lot because we both read a lot of um like scam and heist books yeah. and stuff. Like nothing interests me more than a a sure. business scam, like bad blood or something like that. And I always say, I'm like, I just I don't think I would ever get caught. A, I don't have a good idea good enough idea, and I probably have too much morals and all that sort of stuff. I also would never get caught if I went down this road because I would get to like 50 mil and be like, Yeah, I'm good. That's enough. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. need there's way, way almost that, every right. single time it's it's not that they get caught because they're doing bad stuff mm-hmm. or because or any of that it's because they push it too far right. and the greed gets too and I'm just like no I don't I don't need that level of money I'm I got yeah. retirement money now baby that's that's all I'm looking yep. for it's exactly. yeah very similar with the the Tim Allen anyway, good for Tim I actually think that's great I think people will be entertained by it I'm not it's not a criticism of it I I'm just saying if I'm him I'm like mm-hmm. yeah. no way. Yeah, that is odd. I never really thought about why he. I really think it's it's to get on Disney good Disney's good side. But to what end? What you know? Get him another Toy Story and okay. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> he's got like four of them and a lot of money. Like that's my point. Is like, why does he care? I would. I'm just saying. I'm impressed that he does. But it's not like it's other than Toy Story, which is you know a true art form. But it's not really like his art form. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's like gaining. Doesn't seem like you'd get a lot of like, man, we really crushed that. Someday, yeah. If someday I have hundreds of millions of dollars, and then somebody says, here's 20 more, and I say no, then I'll know why. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. You know, but I, I can imagine it's pretty pretty tempting. I don't know. That's that's the only <laughs> conclusion I can come up with. Uh, the, ho- the holiday, my wife cannot stand home improvement, by the way. Not that it's the really sh- bad. It's not that she, not that the show is bad. Necessarily, she can't stand the theme song. Uh, that's the best she, part she literally hates <laughs> that yeah the grunt thing she can't do it she asks me to do it sometimes side, side to our Santa Claus conversation today it's funny like you know people kind of forget that show was like every bit as big ratings wise as like Seinfeld and Friends <laughs> yeah it's a huge show it was a huge yeah. show I mean it just didn't age well when you watch another comedy it's just not very funny but that show was such a freaking monster is it yeah. on streaming anywhere I think it's on Disney Plus is it yeah that wouldn't surprise me Nothing is funnier if you can find the clip of the Colbert and Corral and all those guys watching the Dana Carvey <laughs> trailer about whatever weird thing they were doing, and then it cuts to it, and then on an all new home improvement. Oh, it's on Hulu. Cancer. Yes, Hulu. Yeah, yes that that is yeah. a ingr- your son has cancer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the way they all just the, it's so well made. They just go to all and all of them just yeah. dying. Colbert has to take his glasses off. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> I don't want to die, Mom. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> going. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we have the holiday number nine, and, and my the wife top. loves that movie. Not I, mine knows too. They're making another loves one it. announced today. Yeah, I like I like pretty much everybody in that movie. I don't I don't like that movie. Here's another one my wife likes. Uh, Brian, the Family Stone. Have you seen that I one? Hate that. Couldn't movie. do it. I, hate I had to leave the room. I was like, I can't do. The family that that's one of those. It's did you did you guys see um, Happiest Season, the Kristen Stewart one that was on Hulu a couple of years ago? No. Okay. People really like it. It's fine. I'm not yum yucking. I depressing. Those two movies are the same into me because it's like these people are so terrible to 
the yeah. guests that they have for Christmas. Yes. Like they're just all terrible. Imagine having There's like no a Christmas dinner and it going terribly yeah. and then f- making yes. a movie of that. Yes. Like that's that's oh. the movie. <laughs> it's so just bad. so awkward. I, yeah, I hate it. Don't like it. Yes. Even Rachel McAdams can't can't make me like that one. Sorry. Yes. Rare. Uh, then we go <laughs> no to slightly ahead time. of the holiday is Elf at number eight. I thought that oh, Elf would be higher on this list. I thought it made... Yeah. Made more money. Still made $225 million in 2003. Probably cost 20 to make. Um, Love Actually, ahead of it, same year. So we had Bad Santa, movie. Love Actually, and Elf, all in 2003. Um, Polar Express, 2004. Hate it. Creepy. So Hate weird. Yeah. Does your kid love it, like it, uh, Brian? Nope. He's creeped out by okay. it. Okay. <laughs> because, yeah. like... My nieces and nephews love it. And like a lot of kids, yeah. it's like a very definitive. They, look, they, they're almost indoctrinated into it because every daycare, kindergarten, Mother's Day out, whatever, they all do Polar Express Day around like the last day of school before Christmas break. All of them do this. And it's, you know, wear your pajamas and they're going to get, they're going to order pizza. And it's this big thing, this big event. And, I think Coop had done that like three times. And maybe when he was like five or six, he was just like, dad, I, this movie creeps me out. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I totally understand. Like he, I don't know, sort of like saw through the, the facade of the whole thing, you know, or the, like the pomp and circumstance. But yeah, it's a creepy movie. That book creeped me out too. Like ghost train. Like, what are you guys, (laughs) I'm not getting on this ghost train. I don't care where it's going. Yeah. It's very. It's very odd that that one has done so well, stuck around so long, and, and still continues to be a topic of conversation. Uh, 2009, speaking of Zemeckis, a lot of people don't even know this happened. Jim Carrey was in the Christmas Carol CG Fest mm-hmm. in 2009, and that one made more than Polar Express. $320 million. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know what people expected that. It's like, whoa, I've never heard this Christmas Carol story. I wonder what this, like, isn't the most obvious (laughs) what that's going to be, you know? Like, yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen that. Um, But maybe last week, week before, um, we were surfing through Disney Plus looking for a movie to watch. And Cooper was like, what's this? Like, well, it's Christmas Carol, you know, he's like, yeah, let's give this a try. About 20 minutes in, he was like, ah, Dad, I don't really like this. Okay, okay cool. I'm still creeped out. Let's get out of this. Yeah. Someday I'll show you Back to the Future, and then we'll just pretend like nothing else Robert Zemeckis ever did happened. So, nah, I'm getting him in gump. <laughs> Love that. For his 21st birthday, we're hitting the Bubba Gump. <laughs> all right. Well, a few more here. Uh, top four of all time is, man, number four with Jim Carrey. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, $345 million in 2000. I I'm guilty. I was so stoked about this. Me too. And that was the busiest theater I've ever been in, I feel like. I remember right. that theater. Yes. It was like a three-story stadium thing, and it was like every <laughs> two people in every seat. So yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah. People were pumped for that movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it? It was Ron Howard, who was kind of flawless track record up to that point as a director. Jim Carrey was coming off the peak of the 90s and everybody liked the original Grinch. And it's like, man, this is going to be perfect for Jim Carrey. And I think the trailer was really innovative. A lot of big set design. That one has stuck around big time oh, yeah. as, a, as a favorite of my little sister's about, uh, I don't know, less than t- eight years younger than me. And that's a big one for her group of friends in their generation. Yeah. She was born in 96, so uh, yeah, it's about that, that makes time. Sense. There's uh, worse. There's worse than that one. I mean, it's very yeah. silly, but it's, uh, you know, it's fine. The Grinch rules just as yeah. the character, so. Yeah. Um, top three here. Number three, Home Alone 2, $358 million in 92. Number two, Home Alone, $476 million in 1990. Now I'm curious as to what's one. And number one, any guesses? Die Hard? It's not um, Die Hard. Christmas Vacation? Ugh. Christmas Vacation is number 26, actually. Wow. 
Okay. Makes sense. 80s didn't make much money. Um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's uh, fairly recent. Recent Christmas movie. We haven't already hit. Man. Um... Santa Claus three? I don't know. I don't know. I'm out of. I'm out of <laughs> Santa uh, Claus yes. three is number twenty. Uh, no. Um, if I give, feel like if I give you another hint, it'll it'll give it away. Oh, so. maybe the the Grinch, the the animated one, the like not the classic. I mean the the yeah, yeah. the, the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. Yeah. 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 Yes, that's number one. Okay. Wow. Five hundred million. Coop love. Half a, made half a bill. Super is that good? It. It's fine, Brian. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's not. I need to watch that. To, yeah, you can you can sit through it. Okay, pretty amazing. Um, that that uh, made half a billion, and they haven't made a sequel in four years. I'm sure, it's yeah. on the way. Baby Grinch. They're, yeah, they're putting minions <laughs> in it. Yeah, the rise of Mi- Grinch. <laughs> yes, and when Grinch, and it's a combo: Gru and Grinch <laughs> buddy cop movie. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. These are all free, folks, over at Illumination <laughs> or wherever, wherever, whatever it's called. Illumination. <laughs> all right. Let's get to our lists here. I'll go first with my five movies on uh, movies that I rewatch every year. Sort of Desert Island Christmas movies. Okay. The ones that uh, I can maybe watch every day around Christmas and kind of have that staying power for me. Because a lot of these... And Elf is one of those I figured out tonight. It's like, yeah, I can watch that once a year, but I don't know if I want to watch Elf again <laughs> for, uh, I don't know, a couple more months, weeks. I don't know. It might, might take a while to work myself up to it again, but I really enjoy it every time. So these are the ones for me. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol. I think that one is the the definitive Christmas Carol story movie. I don't know. I think it's be, kind of become that, oddly. Over mm-hmm. the years, like as uh, if you want to know that story, just watch the Muppet version of it. Mm-hmm. And, and how uh, hard Michael Caine's going. And <laughs> yes. Sold he's out tried for it. so much less in so many bigger non-Muppet <laughs> movies. I know. That's what's funny. It's not like he's a guy that's like, you know what? Michael Caine does not phone it in. You know, Muppets are not. It's like, no, he phones <laughs> it in on most things, but not the, these Muppets really, really brought it out of yeah. him. Yeah. John Denver, man. Too. He's like, yeah, I, just, <laughs> he's like, I won't get out acted by Grover. <laughs> like those old stories, like old Hollywood guys, like being competitive with each other. That would be so funny. <laughs> just, yeah. just huge rivals with Fozzie. He's like, I'll show <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. I'm doing this movie <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to kill it. Uh, little, little tease for the VIP. That'll be our Christmas episode this year. Yeah. Well, Muppet Christmas Carol. So yes. It's on my list too. We'll talk about See? that one more. I'm going to get excited. Um, my next one is honestly, I need to look up what this one's called. It's the original Grinch, like okay. like yeah. the yeah. Uh, animated yep. one from like the yeah. 60s. on mine too. Yep. How the Grinch Stole Christmas yeah. is that it's what it's like called? Thirty minutes okay. long. Okay. It's perfect. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. it's not Doctor Seuss's because that's uh, Ron Howard's. It's not the Grinch. It's How mm-hmm. the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, yeah, yeah. That one's my that one's uh, oh, uh, on Grinch my list. Really Love that one. Same. Watch Love it all the time. That. Love the animation. Love Doctor Seuss's style of drawing yeah. really you yeah. know mm-hmm. and is who would have thought that'd be hard to make into live action but it certainly is uh so so like that um so my top three i guess in no particular order but the order i'm putting them in here is charlie brown christmas love that nice. one too love the classic love the soundtrack to that one more than like the, the movie soundtrack. yeah <laughs> just mm-hmm. like the vince garaldi trio jazz the whole like Charles Schultz hearing Vince Guaraldi on the radio and being like, oh, that's the sound of peanuts, you know, making that like the <laughs> entire aura of that show is such a mm-hmm. genius move. And to apply it to Christmas is is great. I want to get the record of they released a deluxe version of the album with like a bunch of outtakes, extended takes of, of that. And I want to I want to hear that. man. that sounds nice. That sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, great soundtrack. Maybe the best Christmas music, in my opinion, is uh, the way he uh, went about that. So Charlie Brown Christmas is, is a joy. Super short, super, super good. Um, and then my top two, Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I'm going Home Alone 2 a little bit uh, ahead of that one. 
That was actually the first Christmas movie my wife wanted to watch this year was Home Alone 2. I was very surprised nice. at that fact, but, but uh, we did. We watched it the other day, laughed our butts yeah. off. Um, so funny. I think the entire bit of John Hughes, um, like the dialogue for Kevin McAllister is just like an adult's <laughs> dialogue. Like he yeah. doesn't like, okay, a kid is saying this and that makes it 10 times funnier when yeah. Kevin talks Great like point. an adult. Tim Curry was a great ad too. Yeah. As like a secondary oh, villain. So good. That really takes it up a notch. The entire uh you were in my you were in my hotel room last night bit of <laughs> yeah. is so well done and so plays out so funny. Every single time I see it, I laugh. At uh you, you were smooching with Cliff and he's like, No, no, the janitor guy and all that. Oh man, that is that is classic. Love that movie. And um I don't know why, but I think maybe it's like the fact that Kevin's a little older. Yeah. And maybe a little better actor. I like it more. Like he kind of. And you were saying before we recorded that it's your second favorite Rob Schneider movie behind the animal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's one of your favorite movies. So the animal. Oh my gosh. Right. And the hot chick. I was going to, oh, I was going to say white chicks, but that's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How Rob dare you? Hey. Can't how dare you? Put some respect mean, on that. People yeah. worked on those films, <laughs> did they? That's cinema. <laughs> guess, guess who saw the animal in theaters? Me and my mom. Nice, nice. Man, it was so cool talking to Stern, uh, Daniel Stern. About I talked to him a little bit about Home Alone too. Actually, he mentioned it because I didn't want to be the guy like mentioning Home Alone when I when I talked to him about Rookie of the Year. And <laughs> but he mentioned it, and he was like. Man, he's like the run I went on. He said I had he had Home Alone, City Slickers, Home Alone Two, City Slickers Two, and then Rookie of the Year, like all in a row. Legend, that is a unbelievable. What a run! Nineties run, and he was like, I was in two (laughs) comedy sequels. He's like, comedy sequels were never made back then, and I was in two of the biggest ones ever, back to back. Like I did, I was doing pretty well, and then uh, that's when he decided I want to direct a movie, and he and he did Rookie of the Year, and had a lot of the people in Home Alone Two pop up in uh in rookie of the year but um man home alone 2 greatness love it but uh let's go with your five movies richard mm-hmm. yeah so I, i'll go actually in reverse order because it's more interesting mine are home alone number one home alone two number two so you and i share that one number three controversial pick catch me if you can okay nice. i'm nice. gonna say that's a that's a good one movie. yeah that's a Christmas movie to me. Sure. I know that the whole thing takes place around Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas scenes in this. It passes the threshold to me. That's fine. It comes um, out of the right time of the year, too. Yeah. And then I go Die Hard 4, Love Actually 5. Nice. And then... Oh, Elf. I thought you meant Die Hard 4, like Die no, Hard. Sorry, no. Die Hard <laughs> is free or Die Hard. Big I was like, I don't know if that one's Big just loves anything with Justin Long, really. Uh-huh. Is the, you know that, Ken. the key. Come on. Yes. Like Long Nation. Long How many times has he tried to make <laughs> long us strong? Long Strong. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Long Strong. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so next is Elf, Muppet Christmas Carol, and then the old school animated Grinch. That was mine. And then nice. every other Christmas movie is bad. <laughs> maybe yeah but is Robin that bad is that a bad thing like is a bad christmas movie better than like nope they make me viscerally uncomfortable okay the worst i'm kind of with i'm kind of where i am with, with horror movies i'm like i think a bad horror movie is better than you know it's like it's honestly hard to make a bad horror movie it's kind of hard would, to make a bad I christmas movie cringe so much uh yeah cringe so much more at um a Christmas story than Ari Aster. <laughs> well, you're not alone there. <laughs> God, I hate the Christmas story so much. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the worst. It's the worst. There's a lot of other ones that I can like, I can tolerate. I can watch every once in a while. Christmas vacation is one of those, like a lot of people really love it. If that's the the movie that get, that gets put on at a, you know, some Christmas party or whatever. I'm like, that's fine. It's I can, I can handle it. I'm not going to, choose to watch it i love own, it I i'll choose i'll, t- I'll yeah. be the guy on the pod not, that likes it, it. yeah no i i'm it, of of a lot of these movies that one i, I will a little bit of that with that with, for me with that one is just how many times i've 
it's it's been put on in that setting like okay mm-hmm. we're watching this again all right awesome um christmas story i can't like i would i would rather just claw my eyes out i can't handle it it's so bad it's so bad yeah that one's that one did not hold up well on the rewatch for me <laughs> but uh yeah uh what are your movies brian um i will let me give you one that hasn't been mentioned yet that's not Christmassy, but is sort of like Christmas adjacent. And then I'll I'll give you the six that I watch. We watch for sure every year, I think, in this. Uh Christmas adjacent is Little Women, the Greta Gerwig oh, okay. version. Love that. Feels very Christmassy. Yeah, that's that great kind of scene a cool with, pick. That's cool. Yeah. That great scene with Odin Kirk when he walks in at Christmas. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but also it just feels Christmassy and winter and stuff. I kind of like rom coms during this time of year. I think Winter in general is a yeah. good time for for uh, for the rom com um, or the the chick flick or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, to it. Um, these are the six <laughs> movies. The most that offensive I, thing to call them, and I just think <laughs> that we're on a podcast that would have made you yeah. guys laugh. <laughs> just Texas. Um, <laughs> these are the six that I think we watch every year in this house, um, in 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 some order. Um, Elf haven't watched it yet this year, but we definitely will. Always a fun one, I think. Kind of modern classic <laughs> does get a little old. I'll be honest. Like there's times where I'm like, oh, okay, it could definitely become Christmas vacation for me at some point in the future, yeah. where I'm like, I don't know. All right, that's enough. I've I've seen that one enough. Uh, but still really dig it. The OG Santa Claus, great. I actually think it's yeah. better as I get that older. Is, that should go on know. my list. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's a that's a classic one. Also, we recorded an episode on that. Um, during Kent's bachelor party, so, so there's a, I forgot. There's a little inside Guys baseball. Being dudes, yeah. just growing just, out just hard. Bro, growing out with the Santa Claus. Um, we're gonna talk about Muppet Christmas in a couple of weeks. That is a Muppet Christmas Carol. That that's a big time classic in this household. Um, and then, uh talked about Klaus for a second. Watch that tonight. That that's just such a beautiful, awesome movie. Makes me just borderline weep pretty much every time I've watched it so far. And I really do think, I think there's a chance that that could be my number one favorite Christmas movie at some point in the future. It's just only been out for like three years. So, uh, another one that came out in 2019 around that same time is Noel, I think is super cute and just is the, the right, it's not great. It's not like, it's a little bit cheesy. It's all of these things, but it has kind of the right vibe, um, for, that tends to be the one we watch when it's like Christmas decorating night. I don't know why necessarily, but it does. And you wouldn't really... think it would work, but like to cast Noel yeah. Gallagher in that was. <laughs> he does a great job. He really does. Noel he really Gallagher. embodies Santa so well. Um, Just embodies cussy the Christmas Santa, spirit. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Number one for me is Home Alone. That's the, that's the, the kind of, uh, the standard for Christmas movies in, in this house. And movies in general. Yeah, and movies in general, yeah. Uh-huh. Why is it in Home Alone, in both of them, this happens in both, when they go fi- actually find Kevin at the end, it's it's only the mom. <laughs> Are they like, all right, you go ahead, honey. <laughs> we'll stay back here. We got to take, take care of this hotel room. A lot of things more important than our missing son right now. So you go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, and the funniest is that she in the first one. Peter's running his drug empire, dude. Yeah, (laughs) he is loaded. Uh, The funniest is in the first one when she has to ride in the thing with John John Candy and is going through the airport, and she beats them home by literally two and a half minutes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that should be a line. It's the one quarrel I have with her. She has all that, and I know she misses her son, and she's just having to be home, and it's Christmas. But there's no way if you just did all that and then you beat everyone by two minutes that you don't go, are you effing kidding me? To the, yeah. Right? <laughs> there's just no way. I, I was, yeah, I was with the polka bros. One guy pooped in the corner because we couldn't stop and you guys got business class seats and I, you, I beat you by two minutes. Gosh. It just never occurred. And it, it did, I thought that was only in the first one. And then in the second one, it's the solo mom like running down the street of New York to go find her kid. Yeah. You go ahead, yeah. honey. John Candy's so great in that, too. Gosh. I like I Rob Fee's uh, theory of the uncle was the one that set all this up. The uncle and the dad are like <laughs> teaming up together to sabotage this kid. Yeah. 
It's a classic. People it's good. Love it. All right. Uh, there's a little movie, or there's a little Christmas movie talk for you. Hope yeah. you enjoyed some festive memories of maybe some of your favorite Christmas movies. And I was surprised that that freaking Grinch movie had made so much money. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just print money over there, man, at the Minion Factory. <laughs> Yeah, they are. I don't know. Is that what they sound like? <laughs> Let's see uh, if they've got uh, Grinch 2 on... Uh, no. Doesn't look like it. But they do have the Super Grinch. Mario Brothers movie this year, which is going to make a billion. So. Yeah, it's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. And then Despicable Me 4 next uh, 2024. All right. So, so we got movie draft more, for kids. More minions. <laughs> and then in development, untitled Pharrell Williams film. Sick. So he'll it's be about his hat. Yeah. doing some more happy themes for everyone. All right. Before we get out of here, let's hit a quick weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. Richard, what you got? Yeah. Um, mine's a good one we watched with, uh, there's a documentary and a book that I'll recommend kind of together um, with the, with the world cup going on. It's uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm on attorney leave, so I've been watching way too much of it. Um, Netflix has a really great uh, documentary called FIFA Uncovered, which is like a four-part, should be two-part doc series mm-hmm. um, on kind of what how everything came to be in, in Qatar and just kind of a, a modern history of – actually a full history of FIFA as well, um, which is really interesting if you're interested in kind of global um, geopolitics and sports and all that. And there's also – if you're not a documentary four-part person, you want to audible or read a book – um, the, the person I interviewed the most in the doc um, wrote a book called Fall of the House of FIFA. Um, and his name is David Kahn. So I recommend either one of those, whatever your, you know, Kansa documentary guy, Brian and I are normally kind of more book guys, whatever your poison is there. Um, some context mm-hmm. around this, this great World Cup, which is great, but also kind of dirty and stuff. So it's my rec. That's good. I, uh, I watched that series. You're totally right. It, you had warned me going in, like it's it's there's a lot of filler, and there is um, not not a lot of focus in that doc that documentary series. But it's really the good stuff that's good is great. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to put it. That yeah, what's the what's the documentary called? Uh, FIFA Uncovered. Okay, there's one that came out called Kickback too. That I was wondering if it yeah, was any I need to kind watch of that. official uh, documentary, if it was just. Everybody's making documentaries about this thing now. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, and that that Qatar uh, stuff is is crazy. I remember seeing the ESPN. I think E60 did a report on it a couple of years ago during the building, and then mm-hmm. John Oliver did a big segment. Yeah, his, his last great. segment of the year was yeah. basically like this whole World Cup is <laughs> is corrupt. But I'm gonna watch anyway, which is uh, kind of sad, but. It is what it is. Right, and Right there with him every morning, yeah. first thing I do. Yeah, so, yeah. man, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going to be sad. I got two days without it right now. Bummer. Yeah, yeah certainly uh, a topic that makes for interesting uh, documentary content, and um, I'm going to have to check that out because there's there's definitely a lot to that story for sure. Uh, my my uh, recommend is a book uh, I've been reading. It's uh, – you might have read it, Richard. I don't know if you have, Brian. It's the Petty Biography by Warren Zanes. Uh, have you read that? No, I need to. I like that a lot. Uh, yes. Because I don't know that much Love about it. Love that book. Yeah. Yes. Oh you read gosh. it, Brian? Yes. Yeah, it was so good. Really good. It's called Petty the Biography. Cool. And um, yeah, just his whole life, his upbringing story. And it kind of tells it like it is. It wasn't, wasn't uh, didn't cut corners with this one. And that's Tom kind of said if we're going to do this we're going to do it for real and and paired up mm-hmm. with him and and made this uh kind of his official signed off on biography but not too long really interesting really good uh you would love it richard it's called petty the biography by warren zanes came out i think a few years ago but uh yeah what you got brian it's one of my favorite music biographies ever so and i don't even yeah. i mean i like petty fine but he wasn't you know my my rock star of choice um but it's so it's really well written and um, has a lot of the access for that. One. I mean, a lot of times those biographies, you know, it's like it's either it either either feels like it's just like regurgitated directly from the mouth of the writer sure. or excuse me, of the of the the musician and it's kind of sanitized and whatnot, or it feels 
unauthorized for yeah, a reason, fake, you know? Yeah. It's just like so it's it's pretty rare, I think, to get one that's that's kind of right in the sweet spot. And that one is, gosh, it's that one's so good. Does this do you remember can is the story about him? And his coffee machine, is it in the book or was it? Did it uh, maybe I haven't gotten there yet. I'm only about halfway okay. through. Gotcha. But um, gr- I, I really, I want to say it was something that wasn't actually in the book, but it was from, it was just like an anecdote from, from that author talked about how Petty was like obsessed with having a great cup of coffee and um, I don't know. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll see if I can find the link and send it to you guys. It's one a really funny cool story that anecdote right that I don't, I don't know if it was in the book or I've been reading a lot of rock and roll literature lately. So maybe it's another one I read um, about Petty towards the end. He was such a recluse. Like he either was like, I'm in the studio, I'm on tour or I'm at home. Like you mm-hmm. would ne- he would yeah. never go out to dinner with you. <laughs> he would never go do anything. He was just such a, uh, you know, agoraphobic kind of guy. And um, he moved to LA to this huge farm, like in Malibu like chicken farm and had all this land and stuff. And he was living in this huge house by himself. And he said, this lady walked up to the door and was like, Hey, I'm looking for work. Can I be your cleaning lady? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I need a cleaning lady. And so she became his cleaning lady as she, she walked up to the door and uh, was his cleaning lady for about a month. And then he figured out that she was robbing him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> But he is just the kind of guy he was. He's like, yeah, come on, I'll give you work. You know, uh, I need help. And he's like, I, he's like, he won't come to you, but if you go to him, then he, he was the nicest, uh, nicest guy and was just trying to be nice and got screwed over. And he was like, yeah, I learned not to take, take people for their, at their word towards the end there, you know, got <laughs> kind of got taken advantage of at the end, but man, whew, died too soon. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy to think Paul McCartney's like eighty, and Tom, Tom Petty <laughs> still uh, have a wonderful when, Christmas time too. <laughs> we still have wonderful. He was sixty six when he when he passed. Mm. That was mm. very young. Tough. All right, uh, what you got, Brian, for a recommend? You know what? I'll I'll do another um, musician biography or whatever too. Um, I just finished Surrender by Bono of you uh, two. Ah, it's about I did the audible. I rec I like that because it's he's reading it. He's got a great voice. I like his voice um, for for reading. And also, it's another one similar to like the Brandy Carlisle book last year. It has like if you do the audiobook, you get like music musical interludes and things like that, cool. which are kind of cool. It's got some production to it. The book's like on Audible is like twenty one hours long. It should probably be like 15 hours long. Like there's some. That's weird. Cause when I got the audible app, it just came uh-huh. and it started playing. And I couldn't yeah, I know. I know. It's like, you get it for free. Um, <laughs> he does. Yeah. It's, uh, I was about that. It's like right? two thirds. Yeah. About I mean, the, the Apple thing and how he feels yeah, bad, it's bad in there. about it now. It's in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I will say it's a little bit like their career and that the first two thirds I'm really into and, and yeah. the last third I'm less into. How's of, chapter Couture say? It's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but no, like I, 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 Bono, I think is somebody, I, I think Bono is somebody who's really easy to make fun of. Sometimes he makes, he makes it easy himself, you know, to make fun of it. But he also has a pretty good sense of humor about Mm -hmm. his whole bit and has a lot more humility, I think, than a lot of, uh, of other. His biggest fault is that he's overwhelmingly earnest. Yes. We just don't know how to handle that as a society. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, there are times when the book, like kind of, you feel like it, it starts to creep into like, well, I got to get this anecdote in about this famous person I met and a little bit name droppy, but it, but for the most part, it's, it's really well done and gets into some, I mean, he, they really have had an incredible career yeah. and also have interacted with and been involved with like so many of the biggest most important people on mm-hmm. the planet not just in the entertainment sphere but in um you know uh, politics and and um religion activism yeah. and the dalai lama i mean like everything and so it, it's there's a lot a lot a lot about all that sort of stuff and um he talks at length about like his faith and he's very He's always been very open about that, but I felt like it was the most open that he's been in a, in a long time. And uh, and anyway, it's it's really um, daughter's it's, pretty it's hot. Not like the, about that. 
The what? Sorry? Da- his daughter's pretty hot. Does he talk about that? <laughs> he he doesn't mention oh, that specifically, um, but maybe in the the appendices. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, it's it's not this. It's not like an A plus book. Um, it I think it could have been early on. I was like, this is a great book, and then I kind of it lost steam a little bit as it went. But for the most part, it's it's really it's really good. And like I said, the 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 audio read is is very good too. Um, and I don't think that you. I don't think you need to be a huge YouTube fan to appreciate the book and, and, and dig the stories. Right on. There we go. There's some recommends for you and some movie talk, some Christmas themed movie talk. Hope you enjoyed that. But if you want more from us, we have another feed, a VIP feed. This week, we are talking Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. 25 years since that movie. So we'll look back and see how it holds up. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP is the place to sign up if you want more from us and you want to just support the show and want to make sure it keeps going. That's the way to do that. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.